go. Get a shot at. Hey, here we go, here we go. Back with another episode of Matter of Fact. I'm here with Kareem the Dream and Estrada from NYC. And we have uh, our conspiracy theory topics. We have our world events. And we have our, you know, our social media. So say hello to the audience, guys. What up, what up? Yeah, so cool. So we're here sitting today in the fun house. And um, you know, I'm over I cracked, you know, I cracked the Fortnite open. My lady split out of town, you know, to see her mother and whatnot. So I was like, let me split this uh Fortnite open and um play the Fortnite game. Everybody's a real popular game, everybody's playing it right now. But what many people don't know, I see I see the conspiracy theory behind Fortnite, matter of fact. I see when I look in the sky, I see a dome sky with a crack in it. Like so, this depicts the whole flat Earth theory right here, all in, all in front of you in this game. We're all playing a game. They're saying so. It's kind of like we are all in the game. Everybody wants to play this game. You see it, the, the the firmament they like to call it is cracked. So that's like giving you um, a slight baby disclosure right there. It's kind of like softening you up. So when they do a full disclosure. You're kind of already like, you know, desensitized because you've seen things in Fortnite like that. Like, oh, I've seen that in Fortnite. So if I see a dome above my head, it's normal, you know? They've been desensitizing us for a very long time, ladies and gentlemen, getting us ready for the full disclosure 2021, like I've been telling you with Kareem. And uh, yeah, so what do you guys think about what I just said? Uh, what do you think? What's your, what's, your, what's your analogy? You guys play Fortnite? Oh, Eric, you ever played Fortnite before? Say, yeah, but um, honestly, I I think it's crap and shit. <laughs> so you, um, you don't think they're trying to put nothing, no no subliminals in here? Subliminals about the Earth is flat. I don't know, man. It's just what if that's just like the the atmosphere, like you know, like, like a certain type of um. To- layer, you know. Oh, so I don't. This only like a dome. A pick thing, you know. This because uh, in this game is like little islands, and these little islands have little domes on them, and they launch you to these little domes, and they make you play like a war game. So, you don't think that that's going on right here? We have wars going on on our countries. We have young men getting sent out to these wars, these war games. We have people behind the game, you know, who are sending these people out. And um, the whole flat earth theory behind it is just part of the theory, you know, because uh, no one said we live in, necessarily live in a dome earth. I don't know this for a fact, though. That's why this show is called Matter of Fact. You know, we don't, we don't know. It's all in theory. So in theory, I felt this game was probably trying to desensitize people because those are like cracks more than atmospheric uh, atmosphere things. Like, oh, someone's trying to shoot at me. So, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not so good at this game, Fortnite, either. If you guys are listening to the show and um, want to play any game with us on the PlayStation Network, we are the Funhouse Boys on the PlayStation Network. I usually just like to walk around, like scavenge for food and uh, scavenge for materials, something they always want to prepare you guys from propaganda, propaganda movement. So, yeah, so uh, in other news... You guys have any conspiracy theories that you guys want to bring up and talk about, discuss how you felt lately, you seen anything lately on on the internet, 
anything crazy that you couldn't explain that that you just like want to just like bring up? Nothing, right? Anything, anything lately? On that. <laughs> oh, so uh, Eric is just a, a not really a guest. He's just more of just spectator. He's just here to chill, yeah. just listen to the show, you know. It's but yeah, so. Things on social media that I've been uh, noticing lately. Oh, look at that eye. What's that? Eye? What's that? Yo, so I heard mm. uh, Drake gave Shiggy a bag, like two fifty. Oh, okay. That's a good. That's that, that's that's not bad at all for helping his album go go be number one record with that with that nice little dance he did. Mm. You know, I always want to do that now, dance. But now you hear. Do you think about what do you think about the conspiracy that? He really had him do that the whole time to make that shit pop. Well, if you're paying some people who are social media influencers to help you get record sales, then that's what you're supposed to do, I feel. That's part of uh, what what's going on right now in this new generation, this new game. Because back when when people were buying tapes and records, they didn't, they, the influencers weren't that available like they are on social media. Like, you have to really like be around one or be... Be lucky enough to be a, grew up with one. Now you can just go online and just find any influencer you want. So Drake just goes online, finds this guy, the Shimmy Show. He was doing a lot of Stephen A. Smith shit. He was hot that whole week. And uh, he does a lot of things with cars also. I did a little research on him. He does something where he pretends he's in a car. And uh, he pretends he's getting an accident in the car and gets away. So he's doing a lot of car stuff anyway. So maybe in the midst of doing one of those uh, car videos... And that song came on, he just felt the urge to move his body. And then that shit went, because he already had the people looking at him. He week before that, ESPN posted his video because he was acting like Stephen A. Smith. So the eyes was on him, you know? So it could have been one or the other. If not now, maybe people are going to look at it like that, like, yo, let's, uh, let's pay these influencers to help. Cause I seen someone else, I seen Meek Mill do a pathetic attempt at that. So Meek Mill, when that song came out, uh, well, Kiki, whatever they want to call it. The Meek Mill had a song out, and he actually used the white guy, the the white cop dude on Instagram. The white cop dude, you ever seen him on Instagram? He'd be like acting like he arrested somebody and smoked bud with them or some shit like that. So they were like using like him, and he was like, he was in like Philly and shit, and he was about to do that that Kiki dance, and then two hood motherfuckers approached him like, "Yo, fuck that, we ain't rock, we ain't rocking with that shit out here." And it was not we rock with it. We rock with that Meek, and then it was like a Meek song, but it was like they tried to use the social media guy, the fake cop dude, fucking use the cop dude for. And um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. These guys are right here trying to build something. I'm about to shoot their ass. Wait, what? What was the point of that? Point is that Meek Mill tried to use a pathetic attempt at using a social media influencer to try to make him popular off a record, and I don't think it worked because the song was weak. And the influencer was like, yeah, he's, he makes funny videos on YouTube, um, on Instagram, but it wasn't like, you know. Uh, so he tried to do some, uh, so, so he tried to do a marketing play right there. Just tried like, to do a marketing play. Copy. Using that guy. Using that, that cop, the fake cop guy that'd be on Instagram. And he got pressed by the goons in Philly. And then they came out with the Meek Mill song, right, right, right in that same video. And he's dancing in the video in the background. It was all... It's all made like that, so you know he's not my favorite. Uh, well, the funny is, it's cool he does that cop stuff, 
But I think it was just it was done poorly. Uh, but you know? yo, you know what? We were having this conversation before, and I think it's interesting. I'm stuck because I'm starting to um, I'm starting to change my definition of influencer. Okay. Do you know? Because like people consider people with a certain amount of followers influencers, but like. How much influence does that person actually have? You know what I mean? Like if, okay, for example, let's say they do take a picture in a t-shirt on of like a certain brand. Like how many people actually click that link to go and buy it? You know what I mean? Or was this just a bunch of likes for this guy? You know what I mean? Like did this person just get a thousand likes? How many people actually went ahead and bought that product? Because that's what's most Right, like how much traffic are they actually driving? Or Hmm. are they just getting fucking likes on their page? And it looks cool. So, like, that, well, like, so the Shimmy Show guy. So, you consider him an influencer? Well, he proven he proved himself to be one, I guess, right? I mean, yes, he he, he proved himself to, to be an influencer in the fact that people want to do what's trendy, doing what everybody else is doing. Like, yeah, he made something that people want to do. But now, how much influence does that have in terms of? driving traffic towards let's say a product or service well the product was the the single and it might have got more downloads could even children liked it so much and like the dance so they're like oh mommy mommy i want to hear that song and they're gonna buy it because like right there in their phone they made it so convenient to buy it and now that might have dried up record sales because it's dance and the kids liked it and that's dope but now that's a one-time play can you duplicate i don't think he'd be able to duplicate unless it, it won't probably be done just tastefully, it'll be like the Meek attempt. I think that was an accident that worked out well for both of them. So now, how, how does he capitalize on that shit? How did he capitalize on that? He tried to make uh, another dance for another song, see how it rocks. You know, when the right song at the right time. Probably. Yeah. Or you got to use another influencer. But I don't think he'll. I Drake, he, he won't. I don't think he'll use. I don't think he'll use up any resource too much. To the point where people could recognize it or predict his next move. So it's like, oh, you're going to do another one? I think he'll try to do something else greater, you know? Like with that whole Adidas thing he was supposed to release that never got put out. Who knows what, it, who, what that was about? That probably was some shit. All right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. So, man, that was, that's, a, that's some influence right there for you guys. That's something about, you know, Flat Earth. Yo. As been talked about a lot, I'm gonna bring something back up about the flat Earth. So, uh, dealing with the flat Earth or the inner Earth society, whichever you want to call it, there was a um, yeah, there was an admiral in the in the U.S. Army, and his name was Admiral Richard E. Byrd, and this guy was like the top guy in the in the in the Navy. He was an admiral in the U.S. Navy, and in uh. He was like Indiana Jones, basically, on steroids. That's what they wanted to call him. He was doing everything first. So when, um, when we had this, this situation with Russia and World War II was ending, there was, a, they, there was news that, that Hitler had escaped into some, some barracks that he had built in Antarctica or whatever. So he goes down there. They send Admiral Richard E. Byrd with like a whole battalion of like over 5,000 like men, like two big aircraft carriers. Like they sent them down there with enough people to start like a small war, like a lot of fucking soldiers and shit to do something. Top secret mission back then. Yeah, I heard about that. So they get to the ice wall 
and there's a mammoth wall. I'm talking about the wall is so big you can't climb it. So they have to fly these planes over the ice wall. So they fly the planes over the ice wall and they keep continuing to fly. They gas up, they keep continuing to fly and they've seen how further they could get before they, you know, just trying to cover the whole land, trying to like document Antarctica. So after flying seven hours over Antarctica, they come across like warm water and land. And they said even in the distance, they've seen the fucking woolly mammoths. They said they've seen animals. So they said they reported it back. They're like, listen, we found dry land Antarctica. And we've seen after that case, they found the coast on the other side of Antarctica. And they, and they said they've seen another continent the size of America beyond, you know, beyond the continent. So they said there's even more land, undiscovered land. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to go live oh. for your Instagram real quick. So that she can be up there. So, um... Alright, so run that one more time. I can't go back to the <laughs> Can't go back to the beginning. Right. Okay. But, because, you know, we have influences right here on uh, our anchor show, so we can't do that to our guests. But, back to Richard E. Bird. So, after flying over the ice wall and uh, discovering this new land, he comes back to the Americas and reports what he's seen. He's like, listen, this is what I've, this is what I've seen. This is what went down. I, I, I discovered new land. And they told him to keep everything under hush. They're like, listen, don't tell anybody anything. Just keep it under hush. We want to keep this top secret. So, you know, he wrote down in his journal uh, everything that, you know, went down during that, during that mission. Something else had happened during that mission that he didn't report to them, though. And this was only came out after his death. And he died soon after they put him in a crazy house because they didn't really want him to come out there spilling the beans about what the mission was really about. Because when he came out after the mission, he was even on talk shows. And these talk shows, are, they're Googleable. You find them on YouTube. And he's talking the same story I'm telling you guys right now. Admiral Richard E. Byrd. You can find it on YouTube. And he's on a talk show telling his story. And the U.S. government really didn't appreciate that too much. They were like, listen, we got to keep this guy on, on the wraps. So what they did... They put him in a crazy house. He soon died after that. After he died, he had a journal, like I was talking about earlier. What's so, name again? Admiral Richard E. Bird. Admiral Richard E. Bird. So, after, di- uh, after he died, they had his journal, and um, it got released recently. You know, they hid it for years after his death. And it got re- uh, re- released, information got released from his journal recently. And they were saying how he actually flew into a cavern. And the cavern was so massive that when he flew into it, it was actually going into the inner earth cavern. And he was greeted by Nordic beings. These beings were humanoid just like us, but just of a taller stature. And they had like eyes, piercing eyes and the blonde hair, everything that everyone else heard. Uh, But they also had mental telepathy. They were able to communicate with Admiral Richard E. Byrd through their mind. Like he was hearing them in his ear. And they would like land the plane. So he had to land the plane in the strip. And they brought him in. And after they bring him in, they told him that there's a lot of things going on on Earth that they weren't happy about. About all this new nuclear testing that they were doing in the 1940s, dropping these atomic bombs, and they weren't really too happy about that. And they were telling him to convey the message for them to stop to do that. So they told him, never come back here again also. Don't ever come back. So he went and told you know, his higher-ups, 
what had went down. And like I told you, they told him to keep everything on the low. And they put him in the crate house soon after that, and he died. So that was a story of, like, Admiral Richard E. Byrd, in a nutshell, told by me, the hood chef, you know. But you can also look up this story yourself on YouTube. Just got to check out Admiral Richard E. Byrd. And there's a whole bunch of different documentaries on him. They have a whole bunch of information they even have when he flew. So you guys may want to check that out. It's a cool story. And uh, it was actually called Operation High Jump. That was the name of the, the mission that they were on, Operation High Jump. And there was also another operation. It was called Operation Fishbowl because they figured that we were in the domed earth. And when they started this, uh, this new NWO or United Nations, if you look at the map, it's the map of the flat earth. The same exact map that the flat earth uses is the same flag that the United Nations uses. And that's another tool right in your face telling you, like, listen, this is a lot of things going on. And a matter of fact, we'll let you know. So, thank you for listening to A Matter of Fact. This was just a little quick episode while we play Fortnite, giving you some things. We want to thank everybody for listening. Thank our guest, Estrada from New York, Kareem the Dream, and I'm Hood Chef, your host. Yo, Kareem, tell them some farewell, bro. All right, bro. <laughs> there it is. We'll talk to you later. Peace. I believe in flat earth, I believe in the hollow earth.